Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Investing from A to Z podcast. I'm your host, Steph Boldrini. This podcast is for everyone who wants to be part of our real estate family and learn commercial real estate investing from A to Z. I'll be sharing with you tips for real estate investing while being mentored by a few people with several years of experience so that you and I can make the least amount of mistakes as possible and succeed a lot faster. My goal is to keep things very straightforward because I value your time and you are here to learn. With that, in the last episode, we learned how to overcome analysis paralysis as it can happen, especially in the beginning of your real estate investing career. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the black swan that is currently happening right now and that is the coronavirus. And black swan is something that is completely unforeseen and unpredictable. And we're going to be talking about the potential effects of the coronavirus in the real estate market and in the economy. And in order for us to do that, I have been participating in a few webinars. And the number one thing that I have been looking for is for people that have gone through a few downturns. And as you will see, there are all kinds of opinions about what to do and what could happen. And the main thing that everyone seems to be agreeing on is that we have absolutely no idea how bad this could get and how soon this will be fixed. And I will first share what has been the sentiment around these webinars, and then I will share an excerpt of one of the webinars that I was invited to by my friend Victor Manas. He runs a mastermind once a month with George Ross. George is someone who has done more real estate deals in New York City than anyone else alive today. He has taught negotiation at the law school of New York University for 20 years, and he has written two best-selling books on real estate and negotiation. He has also been featured as Donald Trump's right-hand man on The Apprentice TV show and in real life for most of the past 40 years. So I'm going to start with the few takeaways from the webinars, and then we're going to jump into an excerpt from George's mastermind conversation. So as I mentioned, the number one thing that people are agreeing on right now is that we don't know the extent of this problem. George said that whatever money will be required to get the American people back on their feet will be spent. And what will this look like when it settles down? It really depends on how long it will last and the effects that it will have. The monetary effect will be mitigated and resolved. People that have mortgages and rents won't be evicted and lose their places. And as a matter of fact, people that own real estate might have to stop paying their mortgage. George said that right now it's a great time to buy, especially from people that are panicking 
You just have to have the courage to do that. Also, if you have an opportunity to refinance, you should buy and or refinance for as long as you can, get the money out, and you can also negotiate all kinds of seller financing. In terms of negotiation, it really depends how badly people want to do the deal. And in some instances, you will be able to buy with no cash, with some agreement to pay something down or to pay them in the future. He reiterated the fact that this is an unforeseen calamity and that wherever we are in any situation, we're either in a peak or a valley. And we are currently in an unknown valley and whatever it takes for the U.S. to get its people back on their feet, that's what they will do. Now, moving on to another webinar where Neil Bawa was one of the guests. He said that some of the top investors think that we are already in a recession, that this is something that we have never seen anything like it, and we cannot predict the outcome because we have no idea how much of a percentage we are going to lose per day in the economy. For example, 90% of the airline, hotel, and restaurant businesses are all gone. And this could be the sharpest recession, and it could also be the shortest recession ever. We really just don't know. He also said that he already reached out to one of their banks and negotiated a three-month mortgage deferral. A really, 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 really good tip that he gave was if you own multifamily, which yes, this is not a multifamily podcast. However, some people that listen to this podcast own rental properties. So I think it's really important to share this with them. So if you own multifamily, a tip that he gave was to let people not pay in April, and then you sign a new lease with them that includes that April payment, and it will be prorated for the remaining time of the lease. So for example, they don't pay $1,000 in rent in April. However, you're going to put that $1,000 into the next 12 payments. So you're going to have them sign a new lease for $1,083 for the next 12 months after April. And at this moment in time, this really does not matter because these people are either not going to have a job and not going to pay rent anyway in May and June, for example, or they will get their jobs back and they will start paying their new rent because that's the lease that they have signed. I thought that was a really, really good strategy for people that own rental units. Another guest on this webinar was Kathy Fetke. She has been predicting a potential downturn for a while. She actually lost everything in 2008 and she has been raising 100% cash for their investments, which I think was very wise. She said that she has been doing that because when the downturn came and if they had to pause things and put things on hold for a while and sell later, 
having raised 100% cash is a really good strategy because you're not desperate to sell, you don't have loans that you owe the banks, and you can pause things for a couple of years until things come back to normal. Another point that was made was that this time is just like the stock market. Some people are selling right now and some people are buying and one of them will be right. Another point that Neo made was that he doesn't think anyone should be buying right now. So there you are, a few contradictory opinions by successful investors. And what do I think will happen? I think that it will take at least three months for this to be resolved and we have no idea what the trickle-down effects could be in the economy. And I will have to agree with George that now is a good time to find people that want to sell and negotiate and get seller financing and buy some properties. And of course, you need to be mindful. <laughs> you need to do your due diligence and you really need to pick a good asset class. If you have been listening to this podcast, we have already been sharing the asset classes that we think are important to focus on and that are recession resistant. I also want to share a little bit from a friend who is a lender. He is basically saying that may God help these people that bought investments on a pro forma and now have projects that are unfinished and tenants who cannot pay and who don't have enough reserves to make it through the summer. You guys may have remembered that I have been saying that some multifamily investors are so thin in their margin. They have barely any reserves and they're being very aggressive on their projections of future rent growth. And a lot of these people could be in big trouble in the next few months. He also said that short-term bridge lenders will be exiting the marketplace rapidly. And again, what this means is that there will be less money available and banks could be tightening up commercial lines of credits. And I believe that banks will definitely get tighter in their underwriting because <laughs> if they don't think you'll be able to pay your mortgage, they're not going to be lending to you. And now multifamily is going to be hurting and retail and potentially offices. So now I'm going to move on to an excerpt of George's mastermind. Here we go. What are specific steps that we can take to prepare ourselves if we currently own commercial properties? For example, should we start talking to banks no. or any other ideas? No. no. Wait. The banks will talk to you because they don't know what to do either. Imagine, for example, that a bank has so many millions of dollars in mortgages, mortgages on houses, and all the people stopped paying. Now, what does the bank do? Well, the first... They're going to lose, they're not going to be solvent period of time. This is money that they anticipated coming in and they don't have it. So they, what, do, what do you do? The banks don't know what to do. That's where they'll come basically to the government and say, hey, here's my problem. I don't know what the end result is, but I do feel and I feel very strongly about it 
that ultimately the government will come in and step in and help the banks if they have need. They'll pump a tremendous amount of money in. And we're talking about trillions, if necessary. We only know it's necessary once the effect has become critical. So it's just not a big problem if somebody misses a payment for a month on a mortgage. What happens if they miss it for a year? Now you're talking entirely different situation. What happens if they never have the money to repay it? And then you got all these debts, which all the, the loans, which go bad. This is not only real estate. What about the, 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 the debt, the bonds and so forth by all these major corporations? And now they can't, they haven't got the money to pay it. What about the dividends that people were relying on when they, when they bought the stock and now all of a sudden the dividends dry up? What happens if you bought airline stock? These are all questions that we don't have an answer because it's, it's too soon to come up with an answer. There are too many indefinites. So what I would say in answer to your question, Stephanie, I would not talk to the banks. I would just let it, let's see what happens over the period of time. And you will be able to do things with banks you would never believe you could have done. And the reason that will be is that behind the banks will be the government making sure that the financial system works and the banks have money to lend and they are going to be protected. And they're going to have to give the full faith and credit to the government and whatever it's going to cost. So you have government guarantees. This is not not something that hasn't been done before. You just don't know the scope, but you, that's what you're going to have. So ultimately, it's going to wash out as to how, when, how difficult it's going to be. I don't know the answer to that. Nobody does. But I would say just sit tight. If there's a payment you can't make, don't make it. Don't worry about being foreclosed. Don't worry about the banks foreclosing you. Don't worry about the, 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 the having got No, just look out for yourself on how you can survive and those people that depend upon you. This is no time to negotiate from panic. You don't know how bad it's going to be or how good it is. How good it is. You will have, anyone that's got this, will have a very good, in my estimation, will have a very good negotiating position in the next few months. And for purchasing, you also recommend that we wait? No. If we think now is the right time? I didn't say where you're going to get the money. Where you're going to get the money. As I can see, I, in other words, if you went out to buy a piece of property, it could be a good piece of property, but you want to get a bank loan, they're going to be very hesitant because they're not going to want to make loans. They should. they got plenty of money. But they don't want to make loans on new properties. I don't, I don't know. know the answer to it. But if you have the, if the money sitting sitting there or you can raise the money yourself from savings or from refinancing debt that you have and you have excess money, wow, that's your down payment. So don't put up a lot of cash. Just put a down payment. Put, take an option to buy. I wouldn't go haywire. But if a good if a deal comes up that you think is really good, it'll be you you'll get unbelievable negotiating position because they'll panic. And those that panic just overreact. And I can see overreaction in certain instances, but I can't see overreaction when it comes to real estate. It has too long a history with ups and downs. If the seller is, is very nervous and wants to do the deal, you'll get some fantastic deals. You'll be able to buy property with no cash. But you can say with some kind of agreement to pay with something down. So, so the, 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 but the people want to get out of it because it's not money-making. I'm not getting the rents. I'm not getting... Uh, the income from the stores that I was anticipating, and therefore they don't like that at that, so they said, let it be somebody else's headache. 
someone who buys it says, okay, I'll take the headache, but they, they're not going to pay cash dollars up front because they have the headache. Somehow they're going to have to solve that problem. But is it, would it be a good time? Absolutely. But you have to have courage. I've been around a long time with a lot of uh, ups and downs in real estate in various countries and various markets and various types of uh, residential, one-family houses, new construction. And real estate runs in cycles. And you get a peak and you get a valley. And this is a valley which is just unknown because it couldn't, couldn't have been foreseen or hadn't been foreseen. And that makes it uh, more difficult to come up with a, with a solution. But I do feel very strongly that the federal government will come up with, this, with what's necessary to solve the problem. And that's a major infusion of cash, one way or another. You know, uh, in uh, World War II, they had war bonds, which the people bought to support the effort to get the money that they would give to the government to do the, to build, build, to build planes and build uh, tanks and everything else at this. And that it was a catastrophe and they sold bonds. Now who knew whether those bonds were good, but it had the government behind it. That's what you're going to have. Now we don't know you're going to have the government behind a tremendous lending package or uh, small businesses, middle business, supply chains, airline, anyone, any group that's, anything that's affected. If you follow what's going on, everybody is in the same boat and everybody is treating it. This is very important. It's not a question of Democrats, Republicans, some of the senators, congressmen. It's not a question of whether is it, is it Italy or is it Canada or is it the United States? Everybody's got the same problem in one way or another affected by this, uh, by the, the virus. And the effect of it on each individual country or each individual group is going to be different. But how different? It's a question of how long it lasts, whether it lasts. It's, it's too uh, much up in the air right now. There's too, too much of an unknown. When that becomes a little more known, you can make better decisions. If you would like to join Victor's Mastermind Calls with George, the link will be under show notes. And if you are learning from this podcast, I would really appreciate a review. You can also join our newsletters on our website. And I will see you guys next time.